of the Emmys happened. They happened over a period of time. A couple of them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there were, I think, creative Emmys, which Mandalorian, WandaVision, they like swept. And then I guess there are the primetime Emmys that were different. I'm not sure how the Emmys. I thought I knew how the Emmys worked. We can read off the winners if you want. Why don't you read a few? Outstanding variety talk shows. John Oliver, once again. Jason Sudeikis got lead actor in a comedy for Ted Lasso. Outstanding comedy, Ted Lasso. I guess Ewan McGregor did a show called Halston. Did you know anything about that? Yeah. He won for lead actor in a... Yeah, it looked really good, actually. Queen's Gambit won for outstanding limited series. Classic. Olivia Colman got the crown, lead actress in a drama. So good. Along with Josh O'Connor. More Ted Lasso awards. Brett Goldstein, supporting actor. Okay. Uh, Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso, supporting mm-hmm. actress. Mm-hmm. More crown. Yep. More crown. Yep. Mayor of Easttown, represented here from HBO, with Evan Peters getting out. Outstanding supporting actor in a limited series. I love Evan Peters so much. He's always good. More Mayor of Easttown. I didn't know this show would uh, come up so big. Outstanding drama for The Crown. <laughs> Outstanding variety sketch series. Saturday Night Live. SNL beat one other show to claim that award. Bo Burnham won something, didn't he? Yes, which I think was the... Oh, that was the other Emmys. Okay. The one that Mando and WandaVision dominated. Bo Burnham also like yeah. killed it. He won like three of them, one of which was for Best Special. Kate Winslet herself won a few this time, right? Yes. Apparently the quote was, thank you, Kate Winslet, for being Kate Winslet. That's what Evan Peters said when he got the award. Oh, really? And Conan O'Brien was there, I guess, just making jokes from the background. And one of his jokes, I guess, was, what are you going to do, take my show away from me? That's rich. Yes, it's gold. It's good to know that our fingers are sort of on the pulse, you know what I mean? Just barely. We're going to start watching Succession soon, I think. At least one of us is. At least you. Maybe me. So we're here today to talk about something... That Gabe has not seen. No, and probably will not ever see, just because I resent young people and sexual (laughs) education. (laughs) And sex. And sex. I think this show's very good. One of the best Netflix has. It's called Sex Education. It's on Netflix, as I just said. Just had its third season. Yeah. This show stars Gillian Anderson of X-Files fame, Asa Butterfield of Ender's Game fame. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the best adaptation of one of my favorite novels of all time <laughs> and then an array of other cast members who i really really adore kutigatwa is one of the my favorite up-and-comers uh, that i've been following for over three years now since sex education season one emma mackey is uh, also really really good she's a very well-developed character people kind of call her a margot robbie look-alike but i think she definitely looks different than margot robbie i can see it there's a lot of other characters and that's one thing i'm going to talk about soon but this season also introduced a couple new characters that they followed one of them was jason isaacs he popped up in this really yeah as in the older brother to alistair petrie petrie he was the old headmaster of the school that they went to and uh he for some reason because they follow their secondary and tertiary characters very closely they still follow his story and they give him like a whole character arc during the season and jason isaacs is just part of that it's really interesting and then jemima kirk showed up as the new headmaster in this season she's from the show girls lena dunham's hit show from hbo and she was really good in this season i wish that they would have given her a little bit more to work with in this season but very very good you might be wondering at this point what is sex education about well gabe go ahead take it away sex education is about a teenage boy are you reading it yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) this is just the one sentence log line on imdb a teenage boy asa butterfield with a sex therapist mother jillian anderson true teams up 
with a high school classmate. That's Emma Mackey. Yeah, Emma Mackey. To set up an underground sex therapy clinic at school. Is that what happens? That doesn't sound... Yeah, that's right. That doesn't sound safe. That's exactly what happens. And that's how season one basically begins. But wow, this show, in my opinion, as I said before, is one of the best I think Netflix has. And why is that, Steve? (laughs) So what they do... The story that they tell within the eight episodes are oftentimes a lot. There's a lot of story, a lot of development. Things happen that you wouldn't really expect, but also make sense for the natural progression of the characters. So even though it's like a definite suspension of belief, it makes perfect sense for what's happening in the show. Sometimes it does go a little bit too far, I have to say, but it's always fun in that way and very enjoyable. This show's created by Lori Nunn, who doesn't look like she's done much else. Hmm. She seems pretty young, too. And then it's produced by John Jennings, who has done a lot of things. Anyway, this show's very, very good. It has this overall tone of being set in an interesting part of Great Britain, the United Kingdom, that I have never really seen before. It's very mountainous. They live like amongst a lot of trees. It feels almost like California or at least the the mountainous parts of California. And they all go to the school, and as you're following Asa Butterfield and Kuti Gatwa, who's his best friend, who's also gay, the LGBTQIA representation in this show is quite large, and it's very awesome to watch. So Asa's character's name is Otis, and his friend's name is Eric. And Eric has this huge arc in season one that I just adored. And then it just expands upon that coming out to his parents and really owning his person and his sexuality, which is a huge theme of the show. It's sort of trying to normalize in a woke sense of the word sex and the fact that it's part of life. So that's kind of like the show in a nutshell. And there's a lot of other things on Netflix that are low tier. And this is definitely, in my opinion, like top tier Netflix, sort of underneath like maybe uh, Ozark, Stranger Things, and like OA season two. Like it's underneath those, but it's above everything else. I heard Narcos is good and Bloodline. I've never seen either of them, Mm. but I have heard both those shows are good. But I think this sex education definitely falls in the top tier. I'd be very surprised if it gets canceled. I really love this show. Like I enjoy almost every minute of watching it. And even talking about shows like Stranger Things, Stranger Things isn't a perfect show and neither is sex education, but it is Definitely, I think, worth watching, especially if you can get past a lot of the sexual content and the nudity that happens, then it's definitely fun and has great character development. I already said that, but I can't stress it enough. These characters are extremely well written. How would you compare it to Normal People, which is the other... That's Netflix too, right? Hulu. Normal People is super different. Similar in the fact that they start in high school. I mean, but we're having like 20-somethings play high schoolers here, so it feels older, feels more adult. Normal people definitely takes itself more seriously and it follows a lot of like trauma that these characters have and the baggage that they bring into their relationship. Sex education is a lot more fun. It definitely deals with trauma, but usually has the characters coming out on top or normal people kind of felt almost like depressing the whole time. Sex education has fun amidst the seriousness of the subjects that they're discussing. Yeah, I read Lori Nunn said she wanted it to be like an homage to the John Hughes classics. Yeah, that's another thing I noticed about the show from the start. This premiered in 2019, and I immediately turned to Allie, who I was watching it with, 
who you all know, it's my wife. And I was like, wow, this is interesting because it's modern day, but all the wardrobe, the setting, the tone of the show feels like an 80s film. I think that's also an appeal is it feels like Netflix kind of has that algorithm and they put this in the machine and then it spewed out sex education. (laughs) And while that may be the case, sex education is definitely a hit instead of a miss. It has kind of 80s nostalgic throwback feel, especially within the wardrobe especially within the setting and the sets, you know, the actual sets of the show. But it's in modern day and it has that kind of whole, I don't know, kind of millennial generation Z woke culture that's attached to it. Anyway, season three, which is what we're talking about briefly, I thought was just as good as the other seasons. Season one, two, and three, in my opinion, have all been equally as strong. And I really loved watching it. I didn't want to stop watching it. The only reason I did was because I have two young girls that I need to go to bed early for. So otherwise I would have blown through it in a day. Sex Education season one, I watched literally in a day. That's crazy. It's that good. It's like super... Very watchable. Bingeable. Yeah. Candy. It's like candy. Yeah. And then it has the allure of sex and what that means for being enticing, you know, as a show and as, as these characters deal with those parts of themselves. And it has, like I said, it has all, everything's represented. Like they very much dive into queer relationships. So while the hetero relationships are happening, there's almost like double the amount of queer relationships happening and people being represented in school. And they're not saying they're the majority, like they are still the minority in the school, but they focus on those relationships just as much as they focus on the hetero relationships, which are, it's super interesting to watch because I don't come from a queer background myself. So it's amazing in my opinion, to like get insight into what they go through and how they deal with relationships themselves and especially being um, ostracized from people around them. And also another dynamic that the show has is is the relationship with adults and I guess children. Again, I, I kind of view them in my mind as like 20 somethings, but they follow the adults just as much as the kids in this show. So everyone gets an arc. It's like, it's like Oprah handing out arcs you, get, you get a story arc, you get a character arc, but the queer community in this show often is being ostracized, not even by their own peers, but by the adults. And so it follows and sort of tries to take you through the thought process of the queer community's line of thinking and then the line of thinking of the adults who are sort of trying to justify this coming from more of an outdated kind of stance. Is each year of the show another year? in their lives or no yeah there is time passing they're not like they're in this perpetual state of junior year or something like that stuck in high school forever yeah and how season three ended was really interesting they sort of shut down the school because the school became known for its lascivious nature Ooh. and all the investors that kept the school afloat just pulled out no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) you said it was a private school i'm not sure how the public education system works in the uk but but this is funny for me to do this episode because when we first started this podcast like this is one of the first episodes i was like hey i think we should do an episode on sex education and you were like no i hate sex (laughs) i think your response was really (laughs) oh yeah that sounds like me you want to do that show and i tried to explain it's super worth talking about because i i'm now actually realizing in this moment that it would have been better to actually dialogue with somebody else who had seen it because the themes that it brings up are very much worth talking about but this is more i guess it's going to be a recommendation episode go watch it yeah cool well, I won't watch it, but 
It sounds interesting. You'd probably enjoy it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> In my opinion, it's fun to see Gillian Anderson because I'm a huge X-Files fan. Yeah. I've watched all 11 seasons, 12 seasons, 11. And um, now that she killed the show because she refused to ever make another episode of X-Files, at least I get to see her in this. Well, she's done her time, you know. No, I want more. (laughs) I want it to never end. (laughs) Yeah. Would you say that's the closest franchise to your heart? No. No? No. Lost. More than X-Files, huh? Yeah. Okay. I love X-Files. There's a lot of franchises that are close to my heart. They all talk like this in Britain. Wait, is it? Is it bother my men, mate? Yeah, but you're gonna peg me you late tonight. Is it a theme for this? <laughs> this is okay, right? We're just we're joking. Is it inappropriate or like? I think it's fine. Moral to a little jabbing at our English brothers over this. Over the I pond. mean, it's all where we actually came from. <laughs> ultimately, yeah. Isn't it ultimately where we came from, bruv? <laughs> I would love to have sex in England. In fact, I did have sex in England. <laughs> yeah, your honeymoon was there. Yeah. So you've been there. Yeah. You've lived that life. I had sex education in England. <laughs> yeah. Good cast. Can consummate your marriage in England. Anyway, go watch it, Gabe. No. Get out there. <laughs> no. Okay, here's a song that is from the show. got something to say better come out right now and say it and you can name a single thing that i owe you just show me the debt and i'll pay it i guess not that's what i thought all i really got's my sense of myself but that's a whole heck of a lot and i don't mean to be rude the girl's gotta do what the girl's gotta do And you don't blame the frying pan If you try and pick it up when the handle's too hard Ooh. 